Ghost Tales with Charlie May, connecting you to a world with the otherworldly. Discover the fables firsthand as you carefully listen to the events centered around the investigations into the paranormal world. Join in on the incredulous and inconceivable narratives of entities, ghosts, and aberrations. Get drawn into the authentic parables and power held by the spirits of the metaphysical realm. Welcome to Ghost Tales. Welcome to Ghost Tales. I'm your host, Charlie May. And today, I have Sarah Sinkfred. She has been my lifetime friend since I could walk. And I would love to introduce Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I told the audience that we have known each other since we could walk. We grew up together. (laughs) I just have never let you leave my thoughts and my soul, but I'm deeply connected to you. 40 years that we've known each other? Yeah, yeah. I was was thinking about that today. Yeah, it's been over 40 years because we we attended uh, this tiny little country church together. Some of my first memories outside my immediate family, you were there. We were spending that time in that church. You moved and, and I did some things. We haven't been in constant contact the whole time. But I've, I've known you. I don't know why, even from our days in church until recently, we really have connected back. Something brought us together. And I would love for you to tell the people your spiritual background and why you think outside the box. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were saying I was raised in this tiny little country church. I don't know. There were maybe 20 people there. I can't remember. I was raised very religious, uh, Christianity religious, fairly strict, always had to wear a dress to church, that kind of thing. I just kind of went along with it up until I was 10, 12 somewhere in there. And I really started questioning, is is this the only way? Is this the, the right way? Are there other ways? You know, I was brought up with the notion of the, the scary, fiery hell. And of course, you don't want to go there. To be, you know, adolescence was hitting and I started to, to kind of question, are these adults in my family absolutely correct? I was not in church by my choice. A lot of young people are drawn there and they they get a lot out of it. A lot of adults go to, to churches and get all kinds of support and, and love and that connection. I didn't feel that. I, I was there because I had to be. You probably remember me you know, drawing these funny little captions at Sunday school. You know, they were hours to, to mark up and everything, but I would be drawing cartoons and stuff. We'd be sitting in the back pew goofing off. You know, I think, I think one of the things that kind of made me start questioning things was I did I did lose my father at a young age. I think that kind of made me question why? Why why would God let that happen? The religious people I was around were saying things like, oh well, you know, God took your father for a good reason. And I'm thinking, what? There is no good reason for that. So I spent a lot of time as an adolescent, as an atheist, I would say. Also, I, I was also looking. I was looking for, for something at that time. So I was a I was an investigating atheist, I'll say. I started looking into different beliefs around the world and you know, different beliefs within our society. I didn't know that there were other people that felt the same way I did, that were questioning and wondering because, you know, we grew up in this small town and you don't talk about that kind of thing here. People will think that you're crazy. 
people will think that you're demon-possessed. But I, I was looking. I, I wanted to learn about other beliefs. And kind of the, the thing that I came to uh, as a young person and I'm I've come back around to is more of the Wiccan or, you know, some people would call it maybe New Age, kind of come back around to that. Spent a lot of time with people who were studying Edgar Casey, and the notion of reincarnation really makes sense to me. Does all of that sound coherent so far? Oh, yes. At the age of eight, I was with you. The church made no sense to me. And I'm not down in religion. I know religion gives people hope. It yeah. brings them reasoning to not fear death. Death, because we know nothing about death. There are no answers. At the yeah. age of eight, I went from being agnostic to being atheist. I'm now also, I would categorize myself as a white witch. I really enjoy the spirit world and I'm really into the metaphysical world and I'm into the universe. That makes sense to me. And you have to go with what makes sense. And I knew at the age of eight that church wasn't for me. I couldn't grab on to what they were trying to tell me. And like you, I was going because I had to. I was made to go. I ended up reading the whole Bible. And the whole time I read the Bible, I questioned every sentence in it because it didn't make sense. And number one, I don't trust anything that man wrote. I'm never going to trust anything that comes from a person. I'm going to go with what the universe gives me. I'm not going to follow human society. Society. It's not going to happen. It's like telephone. One person says something, it changes over five times. Exactly, exactly. And it's so funny that we were both kind of in the same place at the same time, but we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it because if they found out in our small town, they're going to set you on fire and send you to the crazy house. <laughs> yep. Then they'll burn your house down. Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's just so cool that, you know, there we were and here we are. I do not remember your father. At that age where we were, I do not remember yeah. your dad at all. How did he pass? He had cancer and it was kind of a, a prolonged illness. He was he was around, but I was eight. So you were oh, okay. around he, yeah, he might have not been around church that much. I don't um, remember him I, at church. I remember I your mom and your grandmother. Yeah, they were definitely there. I think I think he didn't really go that much, and I don't think they made him. Well, you he know, was, they wouldn't make your dad go. I guess I guess they kind of let him do what he wanted. Maybe he kind of had some questions too. We didn't get to have those kind of conversations. I think that was right before maybe third grade, but I definitely remember you the, the whole time there. Do you ever feel your dad's presence? Sometimes, I think. Now, the funny thing is my husband swears that, that he met him in a dream. When we were dating and things were about to get serious, my husband, my then boyfriend was wanting to ask me to marry him. He had this dream about my dad, but in the dream, my dad was really young and fit and I totally don't remember him like that in the dream. Dad was very uh, a quiet person. He just, my husband was watching him unload a truck and he was just kind of looking at him grinning. You know, my husband was really struck by that and it really gave me goosebumps too when he told me about it. And I said, well, I think you have his approval. <laughs> oh, I think that's fantastic. That was really neat. And, you know, I've had dreams about him every now and then, you know, those kind of things. And I think that dreams can sometimes just be dreams. It's just your, your subconscious following through the day figuring out what needs to go to long-term storage and what can be tossed. But I also think some dreams really do have meaning. You're trying to tell yourself something, or I think that the other side can use dreams to, to communicate with us. Does your mom know your beliefs today? Because I know your uh, mom. I've, I've not really shared all of them. She knows that I have doubts, 
and she would prefer that I didn't. I'm sure she suspects the the witchcraft and, and those sorts of things. We've not really sat down and talked about it. Still, when there's a holiday dinner, she'll want to come in and do a, a big prayer. You know, that's that's comforting to her. She means well, but we, we've not sat and talked at length about it. She can't really see where I am. I know where she is, but I just can't be there. Yeah, I understand. My, what I believe in, and they're okay with it. They see me doing ghost hunts and talking to the <laughs> spirits. I have it in their house, and they even go with me to the graveyards. They, it's, they at least accept it. But I, they still go to the same church. I let them go. I let them believe what they want to believe. It's whatever brings the other person comfort. I have no problem yeah. with religion. If it brings you comfort and it lets you not have this, this fear or anxiety of dying, hey, go for it, man. Yeah, let me do my thing, and I'll, I'll respect yours as well. That That's kind of where we are. A whole lot more open with my sister about things. Uh, What's her beliefs? Because I know her too. Yeah, she just kind of has this eclectic. She has bits and pieces from uh, a lot of different faiths. She's predominantly uh, uh, the Christian faith, but she's also pulled things from other resources as well. It's whatever, whatever gives you comfort. I guess I kind of have a chip on my shoulder about how it was pressed, maybe, and in our, our society, it's pushed. They force the religion on you. Yeah, and they think they're doing a good thing. They want to share this with you. They they want to help you. I understand that, and it it does a lot of, a lot of comfort and it gives them meaning. So I understand. So I want to tell the audience that I invited you on a ghost hunt. I wanted you to experience it. You had never been. You were interested in it, and I mm-hmm. invited you to go, and we went. Yeah. Tell me it's... what you thought before going into the ghost hunt. You know, I've seen. The, the ghost hunting shows on TV. You know, I've, I've tried to do a couple of little things, you know, on my own, different spooky places I've been, but I wasn't really sure what to expect. I didn't know if we'd just be sitting in the dark all night. It was it was not what I expected. Thanks again for letting me tag along. That was amazing. What did you see or hear, feel that made you receptive to what was going on? Tell the audience what we did. I really want to know specifically what amazed you. Okay, your your equipment was just absolutely amazing. Still trying to wrap my mind around how uh, a spirit that doesn't have physical form can affect physical matter that just is still kind of blowing my mind and messing with me. Take that back to Einstein's theory of energy, of course, which cannot be destroyed. It just changes form. So they use this energy to communicate. I've still not quite made made up my mind. What is uh, a spirit? You know, is it energy left behind? Are there thin places between dimensions? I, I really, I haven't figure that out. A couple of really neat things that happened. The the first thing that happened when we were walking through the house, we were in the little boy's room. The owner was trying to think of the kid's name and the name Dexter came to my mind. I thought, ah, you know, because I'd been watching the, the serial killer TV show. And how many people are named Dexter? But not many what the kid's name was that was that was interesting i wonder if that was uh, a nod like hey you're in the right place come on that that was fascinating watching the spirits interact with your equipment was really neat did you like how i debunked it right several times we heard noises in the house we said well that's that's old house old houses make some some funny sounds so we were 
we were looking at, okay, is it the house making this sound? Did this cat ball light up because one of us shifted weight and, and influenced that? We looked at all all kinds of different explanations for, for these things. But definitely, you have to debunk or, or it doesn't mean anything. What was your favorite thing that you saw where you were like, uh, holy shit? <laughs> Uh, what the what the fuck is this? The stereo was was pretty fascinating. The stereo um, did it for me, by the way. Oh, okay, that was pretty fascinating to me. Um, and for the listeners, the spirits were turning on and off the stereo. They were completely turning off the power, then turning it on, then turning it to a channel, and then turning it off. Yeah, and we were hearing the on off button click 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 click. We were seeing the light go on and off. That was pretty. Uh, fascinating did you like the um, i think you like the sls camera where it shows the f- figures of the spirits now that was the wildest thing ever to to be able to see that was pretty fascinating we you know the the minute it turned on and and got focused here was this little figure standing in the corner watching watching these figures move around was just fascinating i was watching this thinking that's a ghost should i be scared but i was more curious like wow what how how what you know that was fascinating i i want to borrow that and go everywhere yeah Um, exactly the activity in the in the little the little girls room the little porch room that was that was fascinating there was a lot going on afterwards are you a believer oh yeah I, i was before but here i got to see i got to see scientific proof i guess i just never got to see anything like that before it was fascinating i drove away just kind of processing wow i wish we had more time to spend in the house we only spent two hours in the home i had done an investigation prior to that one and i was low on time so usually i spend anywhere from five to seven hours in a home we covered this huge mansion in two hours yeah that that would have been that would have been something I, I would have liked to have seen how how things interacted with all of your equipment. That was fascinating. I would love for you to tell the listeners about the little books that you wrote within the book. Yeah, well, you know, most of my life I've been writing little stories here and there. But in the last year, I really started working at it. I've had three short stories published in anthologies. I've got a novel that hopefully is going to be out before too long. I write for a blog, Horror Obsessive, and I'm starting my own. I'm really trying to to work with these really weird interests I have and share it with other people. I think that's fantastic. And I want you to also tell the listeners how old the home is that you grew up in. (laughs) The house I grew up in, we think, was built in the 1870s. It's this really old farmhouse. It's pretty creepy. I, I wish, I wish that my family would give you permission to investigate there, but I don't see them doing that, unfortunately. I know the house seriously looks haunted. <laughs> you can you cannot drive by it and, and say, oh, that house isn't haunted. Uh, no, that shit's haunted. I'm telling you. <laughs> you even know it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, funny thing is, okay, it, it definitely looks haunted, but, I, you know, I didn't have a lot going on there growing up. I know if I would hear things, the weirdest thing I ever saw there personally. And you've been in the house. Yes, I, I have been in the house. Yeah, after church. After church. We, I came out of my room one night and my sister was standing at the front door right by my room. 
messing with the door. That's kind of weird because we use the back door. Go bopping down the hall, go in the kitchen. My sister's sitting there talking to my mom. She's been there. I don't, there was no way she could have made it from the front door to the kitchen in that amount of time. Did you say Mom's anything to her? Yeah, I walked in there and I'm I'm sure I look like I'd seen a ghost. You, pro- um, you probably did. What are you talking about? <laughs> you I did. Like, what, what are you doing here? How are you here? You were there. I can't explain that one. She she saw something once. I actually got in trouble for this, but I didn't do it. She saw this red figure walk across the hallway upstairs. When you're standing in the downstairs hallway, you can look up. You can see you can see if someone's walking across the hallway upstairs. And she saw this red figure. You know, it freaked her out. She was convinced she'd seen the devil. I get blamed for this. I'm like, how could? How did I do this? I I wasn't up there. I I haven't set something up to scare her. I didn't do it. Yeah, she's still convinced that she saw a red figure walk across the hallway that looked like the devil to her. Now, my nephew, who's a teenager, is around there a lot, and he swears the place is haunted. So, you know, maybe there's been kind of ebbs and flows of the activity. Those, Those are the ones that stick out the most for me. Yeah, I definitely would love to go to that house, but I know that's not going to happen. But maybe one day, you never know. Yeah, maybe maybe one day somebody will change their mind. But One more time before I let you go, can you give the name of your little stories again? Like I said, I've had three published. The first one was, it came from the library, and that's in an anthology called For Never After. It's about twisted up supernatural love stories and is honey buns and it's about alien bosses and that's an executive dread and then the latest one to come out is the art of nightmares and that's in uh, an anthology called uh, angela's recurring nightmares all of those should be available on amazon sarah i love you with all my heart you've been my friend since day one and you mean the world to me and i appreciate you being on my show and I look forward to doing another ghost hunt with you. Yes, thank you so much. And, you know, I, I'm so glad we got back in touch. By the way, I'd love to do another episode talking about the aliens. Would you be up to that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Good, because I love it. <laughs> much love, girl. I love you. Much love. This is Charlie May with Ghost Stories. <laughs>